Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, in ancient feudal Japan, a ninja was a covert agent or mercenary in feudal Japan. The functions of a ninja included reconnaissance, espionage, infiltration, deception, ambush, bodyguarding, and their fighting skills in martial arts, including ninjutsu. Their covert methods of waging irregular warfare were deemed dishonorable and beneath the honor of the samurai. <laughs> but ninja proper, especially trained spies and mercenaries, appeared in the, first, in the 15th century during the Sengoku period. Antecedents may have existed as early as the 12th century. Oh, by the time of the Meiji Restoration, which by by all accounts was a big time, okay? The ninjas had become a topic of popular imagination and mystery in Japan. Ninja figured prominently in legend and folklore, where they were associated with legendary abilities, such as invisibility, walking on water, and rescuing radio shows. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct privilege to give you, Jacob of Israel, Shirtless Tom, and the Big Lam Martina, the ninjas of the locker room. Yeah! That's it. That's, let's go. A little clap in here. Yes! Well, if I'm the only yeah. one sitting in here right now, we push the other ones into the hallway because you can only put one ninja in a room at a time. Otherwise, there's trouble. So we can only do one at a time. But that describes a lot of these guys well. It does, does it not? Invisibility. I try to call in the middle of the night for a problem on the station. No one answers. Invisible. Right. right? There you go. <laughs> and, and here we have a third voice. That's Max, who's down in Phoenix, and he's invisible. He's almost like a ninja. I don't know how you could make a six foot eight, three hundred plus pound guy like that into a ninja. That's kind of like that's you're too big to be a ninja, Max. Well, I, I, wa- I watch a lot of Shokasugi movies. Um, <laughs> he was a big, so, big director, man. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he had some of the best, like, kung fu theater, like, shows on Saturdays. Like, all his ninja movies were, like, amazing. So, so yeah, so, no. But, I, I mean, you're right, you're right. The ninjas work in silence. They make us go, Wolf. They do. You know, they're, they're in there. They're making sure that things are connected. And, you know, they say, they say sabotage and espionage, but these are helping ninjas, you know? <laughs> these are... These are these are the friendliest uh, uh, bunch of bunch of ninjas I've ever been around. So I do appreciate it. You know, today is, of course, Ninja Appreciation Day. We got to appreciate our guys 
that keep the show rocking and rolling for us. <laughs> um, the, the, the head sensei um, is, I think, doing some stuff for the ninjas. Uh, That's, so we'll talk about that a little he later. Said but right yeah, here. That's the big Lamartina. He, he said. Well, no, he. He, he's the sensei. He's the yes, sensei. That's what I'm saying. He is the sensei. Yeah, yes, I get to run around with all these guys. And I'll, I'll tell you what, they make my job easier. They really do. <laughs> like, honestly, like, yeah. I couldn't have a finer crew to manage. Like, if you're going to get an assassin to work for you, these are the guys <laughs> to do it. And they really I, are. They're radio assassins. They just assassinate content, get it out over the air, and just get it done. It's a good group of guys. Yeah, I mean, when you have guys like Shirtless Tom, I mean, just think yeah. about the names here, right? Jacob of Israel, and and and, and you know, and, and when I think about that, you know, you have this great, and of course, Wesley's like a part-time ninja, so you know, right, he, right. He, he can't he, officially, he, he, you know. I thought I was Master Splinter. Be one. <laughs> the, I mean, or the Rat King, whichever one you want. I mean, I don't know. I don't oh, know. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. We are joined also by by Ninja Wes. He's part He's a Ninja He's, Turtle. He, He's a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> He is. Wes has got a little bit of samurai in him, too. He does. Like, yeah. He's all yeah. over the place. The guy can host. The guy can run shows. He can set up remotes. Like, he's an absolute Swiss Army knife with ninja tendencies. There you go. I like that. Oh, that's go. so good. That is so good. Yeah. Guys, and, and to it. celebrate uh, through the uh, the auspices of the good Reagan, who, uh, you know, is with Steelers, uh, we have these Peace, Love, and Little Donuts have appeared here miraculously here in the locker room, and um, you get, you know, uh, I Max, yours are in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, Max, yeah. I felt bad yeah. about yeah. looking at these, knowing that you would be there, but not be able to eat these. And I, and I kind of like hesitate to describe them, but man, there's like a Fruit Loop donut. <sighs> There's, There's an apple, bacon donut. yeah, a bacon maple donut, an <sighs> apple pie do- uh, donut. Uh, this is some amazing you had me stuff. Bacon. You had me a bacon. Um, <laughs> I know it. All You're right. like me. It's okay. Max, I'll, yeah. I'll take this one out right now, okay? And I'll sit okay. it here in the corner of the studio. And the next time no, you're in take, here live, just take oh, a picture. Oh, that's all you need. <laughs> just Not take like a, a picture, three-week donut. send it to me. I'll dream about it. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> and, and, then, and then somebody else consume it just so we don't waste the freshness, okay? You got it, buddy. <laughs> picture being taken right now. Brian, yeah, before, there we go. Before we get going here, I got to ask you, the big Lam Martina, the sensei, all right, we got to ask you, what's the hardest thing about corralling the ninjas? I mean, I, when you when you send that force out, when you send those guys out to get things done, sometimes I know it's like herding cats because it, it you know you it gotta, can be it yeah. can be frenetic because the activity is a lot and the and the assignments are big. But what's the big thing? I'll get serious about this for a second. So what these guys do, not only do they work on SNR, Steelers Nation Radio, on the Steelers Radio Network, they work on ESPN Pittsburgh, they pick up slack on all the other stations in the building, DVE, 3WS, all of them big. And and the X as well. So you got Tom, who's kind of the ninja. He also produces Madden. You know, he also yeah. works on the Steelers wow. radio network. Right. So, wow. like, these guys handle so much within this building. And, and honestly, since the technology has changed so much, a lot of the people that have been around for so long, there's a lot of things that are out of their grasp at this t- time. So... These guys are able to pick up on this stuff, transition, get it done. So you take that knowledge and then you put the apps, apps or actual schedule that we have to follow and the things that we have to get done, Steelers shows, the games, 
remotes for Madden, remotes for you guys as the season goes on. Just all this little stuff. These guys absolutely get it done. So, yes, it is like herding cat cats. <laughs> but it has to be because it's so frenetic of a pace in, in this business. I gotcha. And these guys are there at every time. They do great job. Jacob came in with zero experience. Tom came in with zero experience. And Zach came in with zero experience. Those guys have all picked it up, and they're absolute veterans within two, three years here. I mean, these guys are guys you can count on in any station in the world. Um, and then Wes, Wes comes in here. Guy's already got skill. He comes out of Philly. We won't tell. We won't talk about the teams yeah, he covered don't. there. Yes, yeah, but don't. he comes out of Philly with skills already. All he needed was the ability to just have a mic in front of him and someone allow him to do that. He started off, and he's one of the best hosts we have in the entire city. Absolutely. That's amazing. You know, I mean, the qualities I'm of these blush. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? He's one of our our splinter is blushing, right? There we go. Never seen a red Master blush. Splinter. <laughs> Master yeah, splinter. exactly. Oh, there's you no doubt about it. Well, I want to first of all thank each and every one of the ninjas because it is without those guys you wouldn't have a show. And actually, the whole name of Ninja Start was oriented a couple of years ago or last year. Can't remember. Last year, I think it was yeah. remote. Mm-hmm. Okay, when we weren't on the, we couldn't get on the air, and they were going at it and doing tooth and and, and nail battle with you know all the problems of, of uh, you know whatever it was in radio that was keeping them from being able to connect with the mothership here back at DV or at uh, iHeart. And all of a sudden, boom, we're on the air, <laughs> and they pulled it off, and it was amazing. So. These guys, they're terrific. They work hard, and I just I salute them with uh, with donuts. Yeah, and you know that leads to another thing. Like a lot of people, it might be easy to do this for some people in radio. What these guys have dealt with over the last four years, with Ooh. exactly or three years, what you've been talking about. Right. We moved to new studios. We've got all new stuff. So like, right. And and I mean, people know what it's like just to move a computer. Yep. You know. Yep. It, sometimes yeah. it just doesn't – got to connect to Wi-Fi. Sometimes that doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And radio station, that's just exponentially worse. Things just don't work when you put them in. you got to find <laughs> what doesn't work and fix them as you go along. They just don't so work. So it's been one mine after another for these guys and a smile on their face the entire time. Maybe a curse word or two, but it was but, all with happiness. But the beautiful <laughs> thing about it is we have plenty of drop boxes around here. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Lamatino, the big – Lam Martino, who is the sensei of the ninjas there, I thank you so much. Uh, big thanks for, for the donuts that, that arrived here. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, Max, Max, you're, you're really going to regret not being here for this day. Um, those donuts you know are um, they're, they're almost what, ridiculously good. Well, well, thank you for that, Wolf. I, I really appreciate <laughs> you letting me know that I'm going to be missing this and that I have made Max, it some Max, I'll, I'll tweet you a picture of a different donut every time we go to break. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Wes. I, I, I truly appreciate that. Somebody has to do it. I mean, Somebody's got to do tr- this. Because trusting Wolf to, oh, send, no. to send text messages with pictures... Listen, I'm just happy to get text messages from Wolf. So words, take, are, words are fun. Words are good. Words are good. Like, like, hey, like you said, La Martina. There's some guys who've been around the business a while that you know it's just out of their grasp. So, uh, <laughs> so I, hey, we got why, the texting down. Why, why do I come to mind to everybody that just heard? 
I that, tried that, not to look you in the eye when yeah. I said that. I really did. I looked away from him, Max. I looked down and kind of <laughs> like put some horse blinders on the side of my eye. I didn't want to look him right in the eye. Uh, you know, he's yeah. giving me the side eye without even knowing it. That's it. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And uh, we're going to talk to... Uh, we'll talk to Wes a little bit. Well, Wes will be chiming in. And, of course, we got Jacob of Israel and Shortlist Tom, too, if they, uh, they're they around here. Yeah, we're going to bring young Zach, the newest member of the Ninja. I want to meet. He's a, uh, a yellow belt at this point. He's a <laughs> <laughs> yellow belt. Means he can only have two donuts. Yeah, well, I don't know. Half, maybe. I don't know. That one's for Max right there. So, yeah, he can have half of this one. Oh, my goodness. These are some ridiculously good donuts. I got to move these, Max. He's not going to be able to do a show if they're sitting in front of him. I'm staring at him, man. He's not. No question. He's salivating. He's he's going to be like. Like trying to trip over his own saliva trying to talk. So please please remove the scent from his, from his immediate vicinity. You can't see it, but I've been dabbing the corner of his mouth during this with a napkin during the entire segment. No, no, Wolf. I cannot add five minutes to each break to have more time to eat donuts. Is that, hey, did he pull out a knife and fork? Did he pull out a knife and fork to eat his donut, too? Not yet, but he's got a little pouch there, and I think there is some dinnerware in there. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian had to pull my my head up out of the box after I face planted <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I'm wearing the donuts, baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Well, let's move along, Max, because we gotta. We're gonna talk to the ninjas as we move here through the the rest of the show. But there's some big things happened yesterday, brother, and I know you got to get to breaking it down. And so as we we take a look at what transpired over yesterday, um, and Brian, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming in, bud. And, uh, again, we're going to continue rolling with this throughout the show. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Um, I I can't with you. (laughs) Let me ask ask you something, Max. Were you as surprised as I was that Omar Khan was as busy as he was on the first first week of, uh, you know, uh, post-preseason? you know what? I, 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 I I was not surprised because, remember yesterday, I said, hey, the ninth offensive lineman's not on this roster. That's and right. You yes. Did, and, you were like a Nostra, a Nostra ninja-ness or something. No, I mean, uh, you know. I, I'll just take regular Nostradamus. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got lost in the middle of a lot of syllables there. Uh, yeah, well, that I, I thought I thought it was a donut. I thought you, I thought you were uh, <laughs> trying to blindly look do the look-away donut grab. I'm so, telling you what, but it, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I when you look at it, it's not a surprise. I I was surprised about the Malik Reed one, um, but I, I I'm not mad at that decision. Um, you know, as well to bring in another outside linebacker. So obviously, Hamilton Rashid and Delonte Scott um, did not do enough no. for them to uh, right. to feel comfortable about it. Um, but you know, you look at what what you're bringing in with him. I mean, the dude has over 700 snaps, has 15 sacks to his resume already right. coming in. So the guy knows how to get after the quarterback. And that's what you want behind a T.J. Watt and an Alex Highsmith. And I think the Jesse Davis, um, you know, move was a very a very good one, a very prudent one. They were, they were good to be very, um, I would say, aggressive with getting him, getting that conditional pick uh, to, to the Vikings to bring him over. Um, he started a lot of games. He's played all four positions on the offensive line. Yeah, and that's something that that makes him very invaluable when you're thinking about 
you know, this young offensive line, this new offensive line needing to find that cohesiveness. This is a veteran who comes in who's plug and play at a lot of different positions for you. So if injuries do happen, you're not shuffling guys, right? And I think that's kind of one of the key things. So when you think about your game day seven, if there's an emergency, you got Kendrick Green and you have Jesse Davis coming in as the as the dress guys, and then that emergency eighth guy, which would be JC. Um, it just it makes a lot of sense, and they were and they were picks that did not cost you that much, right? So I like the pickups. I thought they were opportune, especially at those two position groups, to be able to have those t- that type of quality veteran depth. You know, it's it's interesting because I get in mixed reviews, and I I, I you know I want to reserve judgment until I get to watch Jesse watch some film on him and Malik Reed Malik Reed his his body of work is already before us we saw him last year with the you know with Denver and he saw him strip sack uh, Ben Roethlisberger on a play this guy's got 13 sacks over the last couple of years he's got 34 starts over three seasons so he's he's one of those guys he's his body of work is evidential uh, Jesse Davis is he's got 72 starts during in 80 games now none at center but like you said he's the human Swiss army uh, Swiss army knife of the hogs you know he's one of those guys that as you said can move about and give quality play in each and every position there um, I've heard you know m- Mixed reviews from various people. Again, I'd rather and prefer to see it with my own eyes first. And so we, we shall see. And But they obvious, obviously feel that he is the guy that they needed to bring in and get that quality backup. So that in and of itself says enough about what you believe that this guy's capable of doing. But it certainly surprised me that, to find that, you know, already, you know, Omar Khan's got things going like that. And, you know, kudos to Omar. He's not going to you know, just sit by and, and, and sit on his hands, man. He is large and in charge and doing a good job. No, he, he absolutely is. And, and th- this is what you were trying to get to, right? Th- this is what you want to find in your 53 because it's never settled. And that's why we talked about it all through the preseason, right? You're not just auditioning for the Steelers. You're right. auditioning for the entire NFL when you step on the field. You play and for one and you audition for 31. Exactly. And so – you know, so that that's where we're at. We we had two that obviously auditioned for all thirty one, <laughs> and we happened to pick up two of those guys. But it's also interesting to see where other guys ended up um, as well in this process because, like you said, I mean, there's some guys that were had had some undeniable talent, but numbers just quite didn't get it. Um, also, we had seven wide receivers. Wolf, how about that? <laughs> Never yesterday yeah. did we. I don't think we even broached the thought of going to seven. You know no, what I mean? But, but you, but, but you, you know where that, where you yeah. know where it came from? One less offensive line. We yeah. only took eight, yeah, eight on the active roster instead of the nine that we had. So that's where you got to the seventh wide receiver. Obviously, the seventh wide receiver was a lot better than the ninth offensive lineman. <laughs> yes. Well, as you said, the ninth offensive lineman wasn't in camp. It yeah. wasn't part of the team. <laughs> it wasn't even on the team. So. I think you were very prescient in your observation there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, but I, I look at it and, I, you know, I feel good about where we're at because I think the concern was what was that depth? Like we were parsing straws um, yesterday about the outside linebacker position, right? Right. And, and trying to figure out, well, which one of these guys would be a better fit? We knew Derek Tuska was, was a lock, but we didn't know between Scott and Rashid. So, it, it, you know, the Steelers answered it for us. Neither. Right, <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to just take one of them. Even if they kept one of those two, I had a feeling they were going to be looking for value 
after this is all over and, and the dust has settled, so to speak. You know what I mean? That they weren't yeah. going to sit on their hands with Delonte Scott or Hamakal Rashid. That they, you know, their their guy was still out there. So I, I'm not surprised by that. I'm I'm excited that they got somebody of quality like uh, Malik. I mean, this guy is is definitely a guy that I think is going to be able to put uh, some serious reps uh, behind the two, uh, you know, Highsmith and, and Watt there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's the whole key, right? You're trying to create depth. You're trying to put the best guys out there to make this a team because, like I said before, you did not have a team. You had a bunch of guys that wanted to become a team, and we're going to see how it, how, it, how it happened. And, you know, you look at it, 51 out of the 53 were all homegrown talent. Right. right, guys that were in our training camp, but we had two guys that were bringing in that are now going to be a part. They were the, the two missing pieces that we needed to bring this and actually present a roster for the Steelers for week one against Cincinnati. And, and let's face it, you know, we'll also see a lot of vets move after week one as well, Wolf. True. Right. Because that's that's the other that's the other big like signing acquisition period is. And, and and here here's you know we're gonna take you behind behind the veil real fast and just tell you how the sausage is made. Um, <laughs> you know sometimes re- you don't want to do that. You know sometimes, sometimes you gets, don't. Yeah. But but this time it is it, it, it we want to we want to be full transparent and be for journalistic integrity purposes wow. allow our listeners to have a greater understanding. Right, Wolf. Throw my own That's words right here. at me. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> The reason why you get a lot of vets signed after week one is because their contracts are not guaranteed after the first week. You must be on the roster for week one during that game when it's played for your contract to be guaranteed if you're a vested veteran. So, therefore, if you're not on said roster and you come on week two, your contract's not guaranteed. There you go. So, therefore, the, the team is not on the hook. For the long haul, so that is that is a mystery behind the sausage making. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm looking at the donuts. I can't help it. I know you are. I knew it. I knew it. Can you take us to break? Can you take us to break, and then you can have a donut. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next up, all right. Peyton Manning jumped tandem with the Patriot parachute team. We got to go a little side eye on this one because Peyton Manning went out of a perfectly good plane and we're going to talk about that more right here on this is in the locker room with wolf and starks Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Now, I don't know if you, I don't, maybe in the early days of retiring from the NFL, you kind of go coco loco after a while. You get a little nutso. I mean, certainly, Max, I couldn't understand why Peyton Manning, why he went jumping tandem with the Patriot Parachute Team and supporting the Navy SEAL Foundation. Okay, but... Why would you jump out of a fir- a perfectly fine airplane? It doesn't make any sense to me. Man, you know, because apparently they they they, they felt an itch. I don't know. They wanted to see what birds do. I I, <laughs> I just I can't I can't imagine why you would now now here's the thing though. I will say this, Will. What's that? My wife did perform a tandem jump right after we got married. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, she always wanted to go skydiving, and she and so her justification. Did you do, did you go she, with her? At least how she fleeced me. What, what do you mean? I, yeah, I went to support her on the ground. <laughs> what do you what, mean? What, what are you talking about? What, what, yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Go, yeah, support her? I'm like, what? I, I don't know how to skydive. I'm not jumping out there. <laughs> no, you have to. So, run, so uh, she. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead no. And finish that. Yes. So so she, so she found so she fa- so she found a place to go skydiving. And she, she said, here's what's the justification, or this is how she fleeced me. She said, this will be the only time in my life where I won't have responsibilities as far as IE children, right? Your career, because she just finished residency right. and everything. So this was the perfect time for her to attempt this act. Now, mind you, that, that, that sounds like somebody writing, writing that, you know, kind of message before something bad happens, right? You right. Know, leaving I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You know, a manifesto, so to speak. Yeah. I'm like, so so marrying me, What? there's no risk there? You're not going to leave me lonely? Uh, <laughs> if things go wrong? <laughs> Hello? Ah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, so my wife, so we go to this place. Um, our other friend, Delphina, comes with us. And and so we're sitting in the hangar. They're going through the thing. You know, she puts on the flight suit and talking with the guy she's going to tandem with. And then everybody gets in this airplane, right? They go up in the air. You watch the airplane take off. You're watching it about 10,000 feet. And you see everybody jump out. Oh, no. No, my stomach's flipping now. Exactly. So now I'm nervous. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, okay. And you see everybody going. and, And now people are starting to get down. And boom, first person lands exactly where they're supposed to. Second person lands, boom, right where they're supposed to. Other person lands a little bit outside of the target area, but still in the range of the field. Then there's this other group that's just spinning around in circles, going wider and wider and aerials. And next thing I know, they're completely off course. And and my (laughs) wife is not on the ground yet. She's not on the ground yet. And they land across the street. Oh, on the other side of like a forest. Oh no. And so all I see in my mind is parachuters falling into trees uh, from my sight line. Uh, so now I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I'm starting to run <laughs> across the street. I'm like, oh my God, they're stuck in a tree. Are they hit a tree? Are they unconscious? I don't know. And then they come over. She has the biggest smile on her face. She's, oh my God, that was awesome. And I just stare at her. And I'm just like, you almost gave like, me. Do you a realize stroke, what you babe. put me through? Do you realize what you put me through? I'm, I'm like, I'm giving her this. She's like, I'm fine. What are you talking? It's an open field. I can't see a field. All I see is trees and a street across the way. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know if it's a lake. I don't know if it's even more trees. I mean, you got caught in those trees. I had to climb up a tree, cut cut you guys out of the paracord. I don't know what I have to do, but I'm ready to do it. She's like, You're fine. Just relax. I was like. No, I'm not going to relax. You're going to hear about it for the next hour on the drive home. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I, mean, oh, I saw a picture of Peyton. He looked pretty scared, okay? Now, he was on the ground. He looked calm, cool, and collected. But when he went out the door, there was a look of, like, angst, I would say. Now, yeah. I, I can only surmise because now my son is a major in the Army, okay? And he was, uh, yes. he was part of uh, the 82nd Airborne. And, if, of course, that, you know, you got to get all that parachuting stuff in. And and so, um, you know, he, I, he was telling me about how he'd gotten 10, up to 10 jumps so far and everything like that. And so I said to him, I said, you know that there's not going to be any sort of father-son tandem jump. I said, 
I said, if you want the old man to go out the door of a plane, a perfectly functional, good plane, then you better bring five of your, your biggest and baddest buddies and then bring five more because the old man ain't going to go easy. <laughs> or you just put a sleeping pill inside of a donut and hand it to him. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> like, oh. Hey, we're going on a plane ride? Oh, here's a donut? Yay! Dum, 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 dum. Nom, 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 nom. Why do I feel so tired? Don't worry, Dad. I got you here. Just clip in here. Click, click. When are we going to the ground? Just give it about 15 seconds. Don't worry. We're about to get there now. Oh. Now, oh, I, I got to yeah. conclude this by telling you, though, a very serious story because as my son was at Fort Bragg and they were doing a um, multi, uh, a huge uh, person drop with, they were with British commandos. They were practicing a, you know, a, a large scale, uh, you know, evacuation, you know, jumping out of planes. I mean, sorry. So yeah. anyhow, he's about a thousand feet up and uh, a, a Brit undercuts him. And he's on the he ends up standing on the canopy of this British commando, right after the shoots are oh, over because wow. the shoots the shoots are not designed to, um, you know, be very you know you can't direction go different directions like you can you know in those tandem jumps like your wife did. Okay, these shoots are made yeah. for you know you got about seventy five pounds of military equipment on you. You get down in a combat theater and you get down fast. So you're coming down fast and it's not a pleasant thing. All right. So he ends up on the top yeah. canopy. He's got to run to keep his chute inflated so that he doesn't deflate. So when he comes off that canopy, which I would have died just right there. I mean. I'd have yeah, panicked. You're done. And, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, and yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and he he runs off the canopy, and he comes down so hard that he busts his ankle and and so forth. And he then he's got to get up and and lead the, the, his group on a. Um, they were going to, uh, they were staging a mock overthrow of getting uh, people evacuated from an airport that was under siege and so forth. So he had to get up and he had to. You know, a hike and everything else on a busted up foot before they took him to the hospital that night. Another couple miles and everything. They toughed it out. But I'm telling you what, just the thought of of landing on a canopy and then having the presence of mind to run off it to to keep your shoot inflated, I I I think the kid here would have perspired and expired at that point. I was going to say expired before, yes. right right after perspiring. Yes, yes, no doubt about <laughs> yeah, it. No, I mean. Yeah, and here's you know, and and I appreciate it, Peyton, for what he did. Um, right, you know, you bring awareness, you you help raise raise funds, and Navy and Seal Foundation, right? That the Navy Seals are are some some of the, some of the best to do it. I yes. mean, you talk about tip of the spear. Um, the, mm. the, those individuals are are the best of the best, and they they they're 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 ones that get deserve to be celebrated you know just like all of our servicemen and women absolutely we all deserve to yes. be celebrated but it, it is it is not an easy life and no. it, it's one that keeps our freedoms here it allows us to do a radio show and speak our minds whether it's donuts whether it's football or anything else they protect our freedoms and liberties here so big big shout out to all of our servicemen and women especially our navy seals Amen. and of course Peyton Manning for making it the topic I, you know i just i was worried i thought his head wasn't going to get out of the uh, the doorway i'm not going <laughs> to be honest he has he has a very large forehead well, i'm just I'm just putting it out there yeah it's it's more of a five head than a forehead but you know i, I might I, it might be pushing six might yeah, be pushing could six be. I don't know. Could, he, I he might have his own category 
It, might, oh, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a triple X. He, had, he definitely had a triple X helmet. No question about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start breaking it down because before All we right. get yeah before we get out of here to <laughs> get too sideways on this whole thing, we start with the quarterbacks. Uh, it's been you know widely known Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. Mystery was always is Mason going to get traded? Uh, are, at what point is Kenny going to take over? Is it you know a lot of questions? But Mitch really, I think he sealed the deal, showed himself to be a very versatile and uh, very good quarterback here. And, you know, some people call him bridge quarterback. I, 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 you know, I don't like to, to, to put monikers on guys like that. All I know is this guy played quarterback. He played very well, did a good job. He started his preseason and ended his preseason with touchdown drives. I like that. No, absolutely. And we talked about this. I mean, keeping three quarterbacks on this roster was – Probably the most prudent thing. All three of them played excellently. Um, no other, I think, no other quarterbacks in the league, you know, for 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 a, a three-peat of guys, um, had a quarterback rating as high as our group. You know, to be over a hundred at all three just shows that all three of them came in. They they grasped the playbook. They were able to execute, and all of them performed in situational football tremendously. I mean, you you couldn't have had a better situational drill throughout three games where you, you had success after success after success. And I think that that's just a testament to kind of all three of them kind of putting egos aside and really pushing each other, but not pushing each other to where it was negative or malicious or had, you know, there was ill will wished upon. Them. They genuinely came together as a unit and you saw them all get along great. Um, you know, from what we saw from practice, right. lunchroom and everything. Like, they had a great demeanor about them. So why would you want to break up that type of harmony? Plus, you also know that for Kenny Pickett, if he's sitting, Mason Rudolph is a great guy to be a mentor True. at this point and to help push him to, to learn, but also pushing him competitively so that he doesn't become complacent or stagnant. Right. So I like that chemistry that's in that room because I think it's going to be one that's going to yield – uh, positive dividends for us this season because you're going to go through adversity at some point, right, Wolf? You're going yes. to have something that's not going to go as planned. It's not going to be great. There's going to be an injury, a setback of some sort. And to have three guys that have seen action, have had success in the action that they've seen, you need that. You need that. And that's what we talk about, the depth at positions. And so I can, I, you know, I feel good about saying, our quarterback room, I like the depth that we have at this time. I would agree with you. You know, I mean, again, I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out in a sense. Uh, I always thought that, you know, Mason uh, didn't get enough of an opportunity such as I, I thought he might get. But, you know, when it all comes down to finishing out the preseason, it really kind of laid out the way a lot of people thought it was going to. And, and Mitch Trubisky is the guy. And now at this point in time, it's like to say, all right, everybody get behind Mitch. Let's go. You know, because here's the thing about it. As offensive linemen, you know, it never mattered to me really who the quarterback was other than get the best guy back there. You know what I mean? That's the whole point yeah. about it. Once you've made that decision, it's time for everybody to be all in on it. And, of course, Kenny's got to keep working on his skills. Mason will too. But, you know, the three of them, when you have three guys – who really pull for each other, you know, that's a lot of good mojo in the quarterback room, and that can lead to some good heightened play throughout the course of the season. And I hope that continues such as it, it looked to be in, in the preseason. 
Yeah, it is. And, and, and that, that's the hope, right? That's the hope. That's the wish. That's, that's the, the rallying cry is that, hey, whoever's in, we're going to roll with them. Let, 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 let's go back down memory lane. There you go. I remember. I remember when I had four different quarterbacks behind <laughs> center during a season. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying. So it, it's not like this is uncharacteristic. Like there's no precedent that's been set. Like all three of them have a very, very legit shot to play at some point this year. So you know, I never want to put past that. Right. I had Charlie Batch, Byron Leftwich, Dennis Dixon, and Ben Roethlisberger yes. all play and start games and take snaps at quarterback in the season so it's not outside of the realm that that you don't have this and the Steelers have always prided themselves on having and having pretty good quarterback depth obviously got a little hairy there um you know <laughs> we, had, we had Duck and Mason but that's a different that's a different story right uh, for another day yes but but you have to have that depth and the Steelers have always gone into a season at least having one guy who has experience and having that veteran guy, at least from 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 my time and from your time, Wolf, you've got to have those game ready guys, especially at, especially at the signal caller position. No question about it. As I've said, I have been in the huddle when uh, you had a quarterback come in. You know, you got an injury. It's third down. Crowd's screaming. It's uh, late in the third quarter, and he starts stammering and stuttering as he's giving the play. You know what? That does not uh, does not make you feel confident as a group. <laughs> <laughs> when the quarterback what, can't. What, what, what was that play again? Hey, hey, guys, 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 there's a taxi on the field. There's a taxi on the field. No, 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 Terry. That's that's the play call. That's the play call. No, no, it's, it, it, I see the lights. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Could be a train. <laughs> yeah. Is it on the left? Okay, guys, all right, taxi left. Let's go. <laughs> all right, up next. We're, up next, we're going to go to the running back room and kind of let's hear what Max has got to say about the running backs when we come back right here, all on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You are in the locker room. I am Starks. He is Wolf. Wolf, uh, I need I need a donut head count. Donut <laughs> head count right now, because I feel like during the breaks, I feel like you you've been just like pocketing donuts. Like like you just take your finger and just whoop. Like do like a little sleeve. And you eat you eat them off your finger like a shish kebab. So how many donuts are left? Um, I'm looking at a box of uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No numerical <laughs> value has been given to it because you don't want to out yourself about it. A few. A few could be two or a few could be eight. I don't know, but you'll never know either, Max. Thank you. Thank you for that, Wolf. That's, that's uh, my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, the other story that we're going to stick to is talking about roster cutdowns and roster construction here. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, you tease it at the break. We're talking about the running back position. Now, running back, now, now let's just remind the listeners yesterday. So we were, we were arguing about three running backs, um, who are you going to keep. Um, Correct. And, we, and, we, and, we, and, and it came down to Snell and McFarland. We knew Jalen Warren was a lock outside of Najee Harris. Right. But, you know, you said, you said McFarland. Um, I said McFarland as well. 
They ultimately went with Benny Snell. Actually, I thought uh, I said Benny, but I'm not did sure. Did you say if Benny? I, I thought I did. No, actually, then. you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I'm reading this. You said Benny. I said McFarland. Okay. And the you ended up winning that one. Um, but I think with, I was. Benny. I think you almost weasel. You got me weaseling towards the end of it, and I'm like going. Uh, well, is that, it could be. It McFarland. is not weaseling. <laughs> I just simply compel, gave you a compelling argument. Don't don't try it. Don't try and weasel your way out of calling me a weasel about that. No, I no. was <laughs> weaseling my way out. Is what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're weaseling yourself. All right. But uh, but they ended up picking Benny Snell and kind of. You know, what was your thought process on why they stuck with Benny over Anthony? Even though Anthony showed us a lot in the preseason and it was probably the best we've seen him uh, run the football, what do you think in your mind was the, was uh, kind of the ultimate factor that made the decision? I think in comparison, when you look at – I think it came down to Jalen Warren and Anthony McFarlane. I really thought that Jalen Warren was the same sort of complementary uh, type skills as – Anthony McFarlane or McFarlane as Jalen Warren. And I think Jalen Warren had more special teams ability as long as well as Benny Snell had more special team ability in other areas. Like we saw Anthony McFarlane return a, a kick. I, I think Jalen Warren's capable of that, but certainly, you know, there's other people that are going to do that. And I think that Jalen Warren adds more in the passing game than, than we have seen from Anthony McFarlane. I think Benny Snell is more of a featured back you know, a, a three-down back capable type guy like Najee uh, than was Anthony. So that's my, my, my two cents. That's your two cents, and you're sticking to it. Yeah, that's exactly two. <laughs> but not two donuts, just not two cents. Just no. two cents. <laughs> the donuts aren't going anywhere, baby. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, all right. I got, I got it, I got it. We're not, we're, not touching, we're not touching the donuts. We're leaving the donuts there. For this segment, now when we get to the top of hour, I can't help you, but um, right. yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I, I think that's the right way to look at it. Is that it really came down to Jalen versus Anthony, and was I think the biggest differentiator was special teams capabilities. Uh, when you're looking at it, um, special teams is is a big part of of what you do when you're when you're not the starter. You're not the primary guy, and heck, even then. Sometimes, you know, as a starter, you're still called to duty, right? Yes, <laughs> if you're, yes, if you're you a great are. returner um, in a lot of sense. And so, you know, like Antoine Randall, right? Antoine was one of those guys. He was he was a primary special teams guy, but also he was your third receiver um, for for a number of years. And then also Anth Antonio Brown, right? He was also your lead guy for a number of years uh, when it came to special teams. So you have to have that crossover flexibility. And you're right, Jalen Warren and Benny Snell were really the two that kind of had more crossover uh, flexibility from that respect. But also, hey, Derek Watt, 4-4 guy. Yeah. That's right. Back for another season of tenure. Only see him on special teams. We won't see him in the offense. We've, he's <laughs> only had, I think, plays. one carry since he's been here. But, you know, yeah, I yeah, was one carry, 15 yeah. plays. <laughs> well, I kept wondering, what are they going to do with Connor Hayward and Derek Watt? Because they're essentially – very similar players, though. There's more of, of Connor Hayward as far as being a receiver, a H-back tight end, than what Derek has done, fullback and some H-back, too. But So it was interesting to me. And here enough, just like you say, you know, Derek is, is a core four guy, and that, I think, is of primary importance. No, it is because, like, you know, we, we, we joke around and we, we talk about a lot of offense and defense, but special teams really makes a difference in this game on, 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 the, on the game for the team because you look at 
just take this Detroit game. Let's just, you know, I know it's a preseason game. It's the last one, and technically we're throwing it away to get ready for Cincinnati. But how many times do we have to depend on Boz's leg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, keep, to, to cushion and secure the lead for us. So we can't take it for granted. And that's not the only situation because Presley also had some very nice punts that allowed for the field position to be right. to our advantage as well. And then we also saw when Christian Coons wasn't in and Derek Duska was uh, was doing some emergency snapping, we saw, please don't let Christian Coons get injured. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But it was better than yeah. the James Harrison experiment. Okay, you got you to gotta go What's with that. The, but you had to put there – was, there, was no, there was no fear. I mean, he was like middle of the field for that snap for Derek, and, and James was backed up in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on. If you're going to put a guy in an emergency situation, at least – and listen, that's partly my fault, right? You know, as an offensive lineman, we did not get the ball far enough up the field <laughs> that he did not have to be at the back of the end zone, full disclosure. But at the same time, you put him in an almost impossible situation for a guy who snaps off the time. He right. doesn't snap that often. <laughs> and he also, I mean, he had to get around his own biceps to snap the ball backwards. That's so, true. You know, that's true. Yeah, so he mongoed out for a minute and hit the camera <laughs> that was over the top of the goalpost. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Look, I like this this collection of running backs. Um, again, uh, Jalen Warren was the guy that that kind of really came out of nowhere. And, you know, from day one, you were talking about his falling forward. I think, like I said, Benny Snell, with his uh, ability to get on the punt cover and things like that, his ability to pick up blitzers uh, was better than what Anthony McFarlane uh, was capable of doing. And Benny still has that feature back type of ability, carry the ball if needed, you know, for 20, 25 times a game. Jalen Warren is very, very interesting. I wonder if how much of the offense they're going to, be able to get him going early on. Certainly it's going to be interesting because this guy is, wow, he's got some excitement to him, a little bit of zip-do-dah. He does have, he does have the zip-do-dah and, 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 the, and, the, and the wig and the zig and the zag and, the, and everything else that you can think of. See, you I mean, got some Myron in you, buddy. You're still able to yeah, – you're, you're calling out yeah. a little bit of Myronisms there. Yeah, exactly. Got a zoink in there. <laughs> you <Zoink>. know. <laughs> I forgot the zoink. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I think, you know, this was one of the guys that, that caught our eye early. I mean, he truly caught our attention, and he also allowed um, us to have some great plays. You know, when guys were injured, right, Benny, Benny gets injured, um, Jeremy Nichols gets injured, and it, it presents an opportunity. And the second we put pads on, this dude popped off the screen, right? Backs on backers. First drill, called in to duty. And you saw the guy put his face in the fan. Yeah. And didn't even think twice about it. And then, like you said, and then you see the preseason always falling forward, right? Yes. I mean, just running and falling forward was not going down on first contact. And that that just it continued to pop into where he, he made himself you know, a, 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 camp, a camp legend, right? I mean, yes. he was a guy that we looked at and saw, okay, this guy has something about him. And we know what the DNA is, right? That's a cousin of Willie Parker. So he already has the bloodline, and, and you can trace it to what, what he has in his, in his DNA. <laughs> and so now you add this opportunity for him, uh, for Benny and Jalen, to, to be the relief for Najee. Because we know that Najee cannot take the same amount of touches as last year. Last year was, you know, not that it was bad, but you also want to preserve him 
because you're going to need him later in the year. You're going to need him for playoff runs. You're going to need him for years to come. So if you can take off 20, 30, 40 carries and give him a blow throughout the season, that's what that's that's when you're cooking with something, right? right. You can take 10 plays off a game, that's 170 plays that you don't have to expose Najee right. to injury or to anything bad happening and you have guys who are competent and capable to tow the load, right? when he's not in there. So I, I like I like this running back room. I think it, I think it's a good one. Um, and, it, you know, it, it was one that I looked at and I said, okay, I feel good about that. Now, we were worried. Anthony McFarlane was a guy who had who showed great burst, great speed. But at the end of the day, you look at it right, crossover flexibility and, have, and having the, the proper depth there. I'm happy about it. Um, but we will, on the other side of this, because we do have to go to break at the top of the hour, um, I do want to get into the tight ends oh, because yeah. obviously there was a surprise there for Wolf. Wolf yeah. one, one, of, one of Wolf's guys that he was Wolf calling for. Yeah, I was. Um, you know, ha, ha, I'm ha, still ha, had an unfortunate date. Yep. Okay. Uh, hey, we will. Well, guess what? He's going to surface in this next segment when we come back <laughs> to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.